Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, June 12th, we look at Lesson 11, New Covenant Sanctuary. Together, let's explore how the sanctuary message is actually a beckoning call for a closer relationship with God. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, Lesson 11, The New Covenant Sanctuary. Our memory text comes from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15, Revised Standard Version. Therefore, He is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. What a beautiful uh, depiction in scripture of the covenant as sanctuary. Yeah, you know, there's some key words that really stick stick out there, which is mediator of new covenant, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, he has literally made himself the middleman, but also the end goal, the end result, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That we may receive the promised inheritance, uh, eternal inheritance. And so... uh, Michael, I, I know last week and the week mm-hmm. before, we kept talking about this word relationship, <laughs> and uh, that's the title of Sunday's... Uh, Funny we should see it again. <laughs> right? There it, there it is. So please tell us about relationships. Yeah, well, the, the lesson dives right in with Leviticus 26, 11, and 12, and I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you, and I will walk among you, and will be your God, and you shall be my people. So, Amen. You know, this idea of tabernacle is is dwelling. It's it's uh, this idea of uh, being in the midst of somebody else. Um, you know, it's the time of year, uh, summertime, and uh, family time to go out into the woods and do a little bit of camping. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things our family's looking forward to. We're going next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you pitch that tent, and you're in the midst of that. And I like that picture of God, of of Jesus as our mediator, that He is wanting to be in connection, in relationship uh, with us, his people. And um, that's really what the sanctuary is all about. There's all this typology, all of this Mm -hmm. symbolism that's there. But really, um, it's that relational, it's that message of relationship that that is here. that guides this whole process. So, um, and Exodus 25 verse eight uh, continues this same idea. Actually, it's funny we should have this here. I'm just finishing up a, a like a six part study guide with Advent source on the sanctuary. Yeah. And uh, you know, just that whole sanctuary message. It's one of those distinctives that makes Adventism unique. It is. Uh, I don't know any other church that really teaches that. Uh, and yet, uh, all the way back to the very beginnings of Adventism. Our pioneers, uh, that message was very relational for them too, because they saw Jesus coming again, and they wanted to be ready. And I always like to point out to people, it doesn't make sense to be an Adventist waiting for Jesus to come if you don't know and love Jesus. <laughs> and so, um, uh, back to Exodus twenty-five, verse eight. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. So, Amen. just again, this beautiful, poignant reminder. Um, this depiction of Jesus in the midst, dwelling in the midst of his people, both ancient Israel. And as Adventists, we believe that this sanctuary is in heaven. This continues to be something really significant for us theologically, because it means that God is active and involved with his people today, preparing them for his soon return. Yeah. And it's not so that 
hey, look at me, how great I am. It's because it's the conclusion of the great controversy, the conclusion to the whole plan of salvation, the plan of redemption uh, when Jesus comes and puts an end to sin and uh, that glorious day when we'll be able to go and be with Christ uh, forevermore. Um, in that context, uh, you know, this relationship, we've got this whole aspect of sin, sacrifice, and acceptance. Um, tell me what's going on here, Buster. Yeah, sure. And, you know, <clears throat> launching from what you shared, mm-hmm. uh, Christ, I mean, God, he, he wanted to dwell among them. Uh, so eventually he'd dwell inside of them, right? Yeah. Oh, I and, like that. Uh, we, we see how that aspect comes to play here. Yeah. In uh, Hebrews 9.22, it says, And according to the law, mm. almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Wow. Right? So yeah. there had to be the sacrifice that had mm-hmm. to be made yeah. <clears throat> in order for us to be able to be able to come close to God, yeah. to have that uh, relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And it, it asks this question. It says, how do how do the concepts expressed above help us to understand the questions at the end of yesterday's study? So, wow. so Michael's we see what happened there with relationships mm-hmm. and sin, sacrifice, and acceptance. We, if we combine those two notions, mm. we understand that everything that God has done is because He craves to be with us. Yeah, He doesn't crave our perfection. He doesn't crave our sinlessness. Mm-hmm. He craves us. Mm. But in order to have us, that means that we have to surrender. Yeah, and He has surrendered a lot of things. You know, I'm, I'm not saying He has given up a lot of things to yeah. be with us. Yeah, so much, including the life of Christ, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Including the living of the life of Christ. I'm reminded of the the sinner's prayer. Lord, make me willing to be made willing. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and with, with that being said, mm-hmm. it's, it's asking about the animals that are sacrificed. Hebrews oh, yeah. ten four, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could mm-hmm. take away sins. When when these animals were taken away, and I know we we talked about it yesterday, Michael, about yeah, yeah. Uh, or last last week. When animals were sacrificed, uh, about the fact that when you had to take an animal's life because of your sin. Yeah. Uh, but what happened is they became desensitized to it. Right? It was just like, oh, we'll kill a goat tomorrow. Yeah. Just like a lot of things in our lives. We yeah. become desensitized to it mm-hmm. uh, once we are, we're familiar with it. And that's the thing. When they became yeah. familiar with the system, yeah. just as today, we've become familiar mm-hmm. with the forgiveness of God for the remission of our own sins. Wow. And the, one of the ways yeah. that we keep that from happening is intentionality. Yeah. Uh, really thinking about the fact that I messed up, God had to, God had to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when I, when that, that should weigh heavily upon us and we should recognize mm. the cost to have a relationship with me that God is so willing to pay. Mm. And I take it for granted almost every day. Wow. Mercy. He's made the way and mm-hmm. I, I need to not take it for granted. But mm-hmm. I need to allow his life to live out through me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I was just thinking, you know, it's kind of, I guess it's like a, a marriage relationship, I guess. You know, it's just right before we, we walked in, I was talking to one of my good friends from college. And he's telling me I was going to take his wife, their 20th anniversary, just to get away, you know, oh. and, and just have some relationship time. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that's just so important. You can't just make a commitment one time. It's, it's an ongoing kind of thing that... Uh, you know, just like just like anything, but marriage, I think it's a good 
Um, you know, it's not just saying those wedding vows. And again, it's the tis the season with all the weddings. Seeing <laughs> 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 our students get hitched. And we, I love that. I know that's a lot of fun. We get to go to the weddings and stuff. But but it's not just starting that relationship. It's continuing it and, um, and, and investing in that relationship. And those relationships will either grow and thrive and flourish or they can wither and and flounder and and tragically you know some some you know either either way but it it, it, and i think the same thing with god is is god's inviting us um not to be desensitized to keep that love fresh that relationship uh fresh each and every day each and every morning you know i have to say this michael in ministry i don't think there was hardly Mm. anything that was sadder than visiting families Mm. and seeing years and years of people in a loveless relationship Ouch. In a loveless marriage where mm. usually one person is giving a hundred percent, the other person's giving zero, right? Mm. Or the, or they just they just don't like each other. Yeah. And you see it and you see the effects that it had upon the children and yeah. I and the same thing with our relationship with God. Yeah. You know, are, are we in a loveless relationship with God where I mean the love is all there on his side, but it's one sided. And yeah. it takes two. It takes two to actually make a relationship, just like it takes two to make a, a covenant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And so continue on with that, Michael. Talk to us about a substitution. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the sanctuary has purpose. Yes, it does. There's a goal in mind. Um, We have a fancy theological, philosophical term, teleology. (laughs) What is the ultimate, telos, the ultimate goal or purpose? And this is is it here. Galatians chapter 1, verse 4, who gave himself, that's Jesus, for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. And so really what this is doing is it's talking about um, the sanctuary is just not, it wasn't it wasn't just merely these symbols, but what do these symbols point towards? And that substitute, whether it's the lamb or the ultimate lamb of God, Jesus on Calvary, um, is uh, Jesus Christ dying for our sins as a sacrifice, as an atonement. Um, sometimes people criticize Adventists, say, well, you know, you focus on the law, the law, the law, the Sabbath, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and that's true. But we focus on those things because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Yes. This is what to all of this is what it's about here is Jesus, his love for us, his death on Calvary for us and it gives us several other texts here but but really it's all reinforcing that same point that jesus is our substitute he is our sacrifice and he does these things for us out of love it's relational all the same thing again and again back to relationship well uh new covenant high priest you know i'm I'm going to take a little different turn than what the author wrote down here so he asked us to read uh hebrews 8 1 through Mm -hmm. 6 and i I think we went over that last week yeah uh but it's talking i'll I'll just read here verse 2 uh jesus a minister of the sanctuary in a true tabernacle which the lord erected and not man for every high priest appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifice therefore it is necessary that this one also have something to offer uh it goes on to talk about the shadow of what's to come Mm -hmm. uh, right but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry in as much as he is also a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. But what I want us to think about is what do we do with this high priest? How do we interact with him? Yeah. And Hebrews 4 uh, answers this so much more for me. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. I'm going to read it in the contemporary English version just so uh, it just has a better flow to it for me, uh, which really challenges me. 
We have a great high priest who has gone to live with God in heaven. He is Jesus, the Son of God. So let's continue to express our faith in him. Jesus, our high priest, is able to understand our weaknesses. When Jesus lived here on earth, he was tempted in every way. He was tempted in the same ways we are tempted, but he never sinned. Jesus, as our high priest, we can feel feel free to come before God's throne where there is grace. There we receive mercy and kindness to help us when we need it, right? And so therefore we have this high priest that if you don't have communion with them, mm-hmm. you miss out on the grace, you miss out on the forgiveness, you miss out on this relational aspect of this uh, priest who has gone through everything that we've gone through, who understands us at our very core. And now with this high priest, he's beckoning us, mm. come to me wow. while you're weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Yeah, yeah. In a restless world, we have the greatest chance for rest through Jesus Christ, our high priest. I love that. Let's go to him, commune with him, talk to him. If you haven't talked to him in years or months or in days, it doesn't matter, hours, talk to him right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, express to him your frustrations, your anger, your love, your whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He wants to have a, cr- a conversation with you and he wants to yeah. be with you. So if I'm hearing you right, Buster, relationship equals rest. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And listen here, mm. aren't you tired of being restless? Right. Aren't you tired of living in a restless world? Aren't you tired of yeah. going along with everything everyone else is telling you to do? If you yeah. want a way out, yeah. the way out is through Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so tell us a little bit more about his heavenly ministry, Michael. Absolutely. Hebrews 9.24, For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one, but he entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Mm. See, what we really have here, and I I can't help but throw in a little Adventist history. Okay. Uh, You know, back to the Millerites, they were waiting for Christ to come. They read Daniel 8.24, Then shall the sanctuary be cleansed 2,300 days, 2,300 years, about 1843. Eventually, they get to October 22, 1844, looking for Christ to come. This whole thing with this cleansing of the sanctuary. Well, what they thought was that cleansing the sanctuary was going to be this earth by fire. And then, of course, Christ didn't come. They realized, hey, there's something not adding up. Well, the key story I wanted to to share briefly here is that of Hiram Edson, because he, you know, he has this memoir is uh, this little manuscript that we have written in his own handwriting and he says in there that that their disappointment was so real it was so intense he said that they wept and they wept until the day dawned this idea of you know how how you know tragic you know in the midst of of, of their fervent hope for Christ to return um, and and that next morning um, he, he began to pray and study, went out with some of his friends and out into the barn, began to wrestle with God and began to pray. Uh, and, and they felt that God was going to answer their prayer. I, I like that because mm. that relational aspect that we're yep. talking about, you know. Um, Talk with them, commune with them. Yeah. In the, it, the, no matter how difficult the circumstances are, God doesn't promise that our lives are going to be easy, right? No. And, uh, and so th- this is very intense, very sobering. And, and it's after that that they are walking through uh, a cornfield. And he says it was as if the heavens opened. He saw Christ in that sanctuary. So I don't know if it's a vision or, or God just made it very clear in his mind. Um, but this realization that there was a sanctuary in heaven. So mm. they had misunderstood. The sanctuary wasn't this earth. It was what, what Christ was doing in heaven. Now, here's a story that I've never seen anybody else before 
uh, share this, and I found this from his daughter's memoir, uh, her her statement. She said that a- after uh, Edson had had that realization, they went back and studied the Bible, that afterwards there was a mob of people that came to attack him and the, his friends that were having Bible study and prayer at his house. The mob actually broke into the house, started dragging out one of the members, and it was so intense that one of the people had grabbed a frying pan off the stove, hit them, hit them over the head. So you can just imagine oh. they're bleeding. It's intense. There's a mob violence going on. They're breaking into his house trying to pull out some of these Advent believers, you know. Yeah. And higher medicine, he jumps up right in the middle of all the fray and says, you can tear me to a million pieces, but you will not get me to give up my, my, my faith in Jesus and his soon return. And he spoke with such conviction. According to his daughter, who was just a child at the time, she said that that they they immediately let go of the person they were tracking out, and and then the mob dispersed and left them alone. Um, wow! But you just get a, a sense of, of how real their faith was, um, and how this understanding of the sanctuary changed their whole perspective. Because then they realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, um, we got this a little bit wrong. But actually, the news is even better than we thought. Yeah. There, there's something that Christ is doing now to there's, prepare. There's time. There's time to repent, right? Exactly. So there's this idea of a sanctuary that is in heaven, and there's been a lot of Bible study on this. I think one of the strongest cases is Hebrews, where it talks about again yes. and again the sanctuary. Christ being our high priest, shadow, right? Yeah, and and the the living, um, uh, the, the mediator that is in heaven. Um, all of this is pointing to a covenantal understanding of the sanctuary and Jesus's role, and that's part of this core all the way back to our earliest beginnings as Adventists to our identity. Mm. You know, I I love that Michael, uh, especially mm. that story you just shared. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Intentionality matters. Yeah. And the fact that he is willing and mm. to repent, not even repent, but to say, man, I was wrong. God, show me the right way. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that shows true discipleship at its core, yeah. which is sometimes I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to admit that. I need to go to God and say, God, I was wrong. Show me the right way. And yeah. have the conviction to stand up and say, can tear me to a million pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Which are going to get me to give up on my relationship with God and and what he's given me, the understanding he's given me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that uh, really is in the essence, you know, this idea of covenant, relationship, rest, what you pointed out, Buster. And just want to challenge our listeners to be thinking about that. You know, the sanctuary isn't some abstract teaching that is esoteric and far away. It's it's actually God wanting to make himself real in each of our daily lives. Yeah. You know, I, I wish we spent more time trying to be right with God rather than to be right in our arguments. Have mercy. You know, if we if we spent more time doing that, we'd be more correct in our arguments, but we'd also let a lot of arguments slip by because in the, the day, some of them don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry to hurt someone's feelings, but, mm-hmm. but that thing you've been arguing about, uh, yeah. let it go mm-hmm. and find yourself on your knees getting right with God. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. So this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. 
To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.